All right, here we go. Podcasting time. Colin Thomas is here from Essential Maintenance, and we will fix it, Dubai. We are at the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai in the podcast studio. We're going to talk about DIY and more. <laughs> With three cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're watching us, hello. Hello, if, hello, hello. If you're listening to us, hello. And no matter how you're getting this content, it's vital that you let us know what you're thinking. Get into the comment sections. You could be on LinkedIn. You could be on Instagram. You could be on YouTube. You could be listening to us on Google Podcasts, however it is. I didn't realize just how many different systems <laughs> we're all over we're the place. On. We're on. Yeah, we're yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah. The Anchor is the main one, isn't it? That's the start point, isn't so it? So that's where, that's where we live. Yes. And from Anchor, we're distributed globally through all of these other different delivery systems. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm stuck in the so Spotify. Anyway, we're in Spotify. So Anchor, Spotify. Oh, so, is it? Yeah, yeah. Wow, the things you learn. <laughs> I, honestly, I haven't got a clue on all of this because I've got my little um, my iPhone, which right. I only have an iPhone because I just can't learn Android. Okay, I'm that stupid. But uh, as a result, the good news is you're on whatever I've got on my okay. phone. So, so if people are are wondering where can we just hear you, go to Spotify. And hit Potaholics and put us on like. With and a K. With a K. Potaholics with a K. And and you can find us, uh, the James Cast, the James Casts is where we live on YouTube. And people ask, how come it's not Potaholics? Because I had the James Cast going for so long. Mm. We, ha- we have a following. And uh, welcome to all of you, by the way. Absolutely. And we do shorts and all sorts of stuff. Anyway, we're, basically, we're trying to educate the world about DIY. It's well, a, that's the idea, isn't it? Yeah. We're basically trying to put me out of business. <laughs> you know what? I don't think so because I directed someone yesterday to have a listen to what we talk about because they were they were sort of pinging on the, mis- mm. the misery meter of home repair with people coming in. And I said, it, you know, it was, it was my story, right? It's yeah. like, you know, four visits. It's still not fixed. What do you do? I'm, and it just went on and on. And I said, look. Colin Thomas and I do a podcast. We will fix it. Essential maintenance. Give it a listen. This guy, his company saves you from the misery. And, you know, and you and Dan have done a great job pulling this whole thing together. Well, we try. So she listened to it and it wasn't that she said, oh, I'm going to fix my own tap or I'm going to do this. She was listening to it and said, ah, okay, I get what I have to, what needs to be done. And these guys could come in and i now know what they need to do so i can uh, make sure they're on the up and up well we joke about it but in truth part of what we've always wanted to do is empower people yeah we want to be good value if we're if we're coming in to do the most basic of stuff people don't feel like we're good value yeah so instead why not educate them about the basic stuff and educate them what stuff really should be beyond the uh, the average diyer and that's really what we're trying to do with this podcast that's yeah. the whole idea of it and again, that's pretty much what we're doing today, isn't it? That's, it's well, very much that. Um, that's, uh, well, I, I think I wanted to start off because we're, we're heading into the summer seasons. And in some parts of the world where people are listening to us, this means you're setting up your yard, you're setting yeah. up your house. You're now starting to think about all the different repairs you can do. In other parts of the world, like here, you're kind of setting stuff down. You're moving indoors. And again, you're starting to think of your indoor environment. Yes starting to think about, oh, what do I got to do outdoors, whether it be covering, whether it be doing a little bit of renovation, you're getting it done so that it's all ready. And we always fall into two camps. Yeah, we got, really odd, isn't it? <laughs> we got the camp of, I can do everything, you know, mm. and the camp of, 
oh man, this is going to be a lot of work. And somewhere in the middle, you've got to make that decision. And I thought we'd just have a little bit of a chat to start off about that decision because sometimes it's not cut and dry on why we want to do it or you you hire someone in. And if you're hiring someone in, then that's a whole other set of conundrums. Listen to this podcast. Go back and listen to the archive because it helps you to really understand what's going on, both in your ability and the ability of people you contract with. It is a really interesting one, isn't it? Do you get a contractor in? Do you do it yourself? Yeah. And um, it's crazy. On our vans, we've put DIY as one of the, <laughs> as one of the icons. And we debate it long and hard. So we are why, why, suggesting why, to people why, that why we did, will do it yourself. Yeah, why did you debate that? Just because it seems well, because it, it, backwards? It, it's, yeah, DIY, actually, when you think about what DIY is, do it yourself. it's all the handyman services. Yeah. But if you put handyman, it doesn't have the same association no. as DIY, especially in the Western world. So, as a result, we were like, <laughs> we're suggesting people pay us to do it yourself. Uh, yeah. And uh, but it's the associations and what people therefore will logically think about within yeah. that uh, that phrase. And, yeah. and in the end, handyman also is a very long word to be able to put on the side of a van, and we needed something short to go under an icon. I, I wonder so. if handyman translates across cultures and across continents. Does everyone get what a handyman is? I mean, you and I do, but I wonder. Well, I don't know whether DIY mm. will be any better, to be fair. <laughs> but we kind of went with it anyway. It's one of those. But again, the, the other thing is that for the same job that you need done in your property, your decision-making process may well change on a daily basis as yeah. to whether or not you get somebody else in. Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is you there's a lot of elements that you need to make a decision over. You know, it's not just, you know, your skill level is a start point. Okay, are you capable of doing this job? And honestly, are you capable of doing this job? Everybody goes, oh, yeah, I can definitely drill into a wall. The problem is YouTube. We go to YouTube, mm. okay, how to install a new light fixture or how, you know, especially on a, uh, what do we call those ceilings that hang down on a... Uh, yeah, you know the ceilings that have, have got gyp, gyp rock. And ah, yeah, so false ceiling. A false ceiling. Yeah. So it's it's easy, right? It's like, and you watch the YouTube video, and they speed through things, and it's done. Yeah. You know, I think that we go to probably six jobs a week where we are putting something up on a wall, and we get there, and there is a hole that's going kind of from one side to the other side with... You know, it could be a five centimeter uh, gap where somebody either, and it's often the wrong drill yeah. with the wrong drill bit and somebody that's never drilled into a wall before. Oh, man. Yeah. And the difficulty with that is all three elements have a problem uh, at that point. So first of all, for the walls in Dubai that are not uh, stud partition, which is the, you know, the fake gypsum walls that we yeah. all know and also used on the, on the fake, ce- uh, the uh, false ceilings. Our walls here are either like cheese uh, in some developments, and no, I'm not going to name them. Or secondly, oh come on, come on, you can name a few. <laughs> don't even go there. Don't even go there. They won't give me access, so it's a definite no. Alternatively, they are like nuclear bunkers. Now, uh-huh. I live, as you know, in a nuclear bunker in yeah. Sahil and Arabian ranches. It is pre-stressed panels that were constructed together, and you need a proper piece of kit to be able to get through that. So talking of that, did you ever buy that um, a drill replacement? No, not yet. Died? 
I sent you the link to the one that I had. I don't know that it's still available, but um, mine makes a huge amount of noise. And um, but again, is a real price point. Mm-hmm. But to have metal gears is a really great thing, yeah. and a hammer action. Yeah. So this is where people will often okay, get so, caught out. So when you're talking about your skills, make sure that you know how to use things, uh, know how to use your equipment. Make yes. sure you understand what you're dealing with because all walls are not the same. No, they're not. when you're talking about the nuclear bunker walls, yes, my place has so much rebar. Sometimes that rebar is really close to the surface and you don't notice until you start drilling in and then you hit rebar and there's nothing you can do. But that's a nightmare for us too. <laughs> and, and in that situation, we have a couple of different options of what we do. Either cover it up and move up, which is a nightmare yeah. from a customer's perspective because it makes you look yeah. like, oh, you can't deal with this. Alternatively, we will then stop drilling with a, um, a traditional cement drill and we will take a steel drill to go in and physically go through the rebar oh, no. to try and get a hole in the original <laughs> position. Yeah. It's an utter nightmare, and there is no nice, easy, expert approach to dealing with rebar. By the way, rebar, for those of you who don't know, um, is uh, basically steel um, steel bar that is put inside the cement to give it additional strength, and, it, and it's used in almost any panel that would be if uh, preformed. You, you drive by a construction site, you drive by someone working on creating highway barriers, yep. and you see them pouring them, and you'll see all that metal that's sticking yes, up. Exactly. That's a rebar. Yes, exactly. So, uh, But it is it's the bane of a DIY or a company doing DIYs uh, like so it, it, it's really important that you're honest. You have to be honest with yourself. Can I actually do this? Which actually goes on to the second point, which is um, health and safety risks. Yeah, I think they're, they're kind of related, aren't they're, they? They're hugely related because if you don't have the skills and the knowledge of what those risks could be, mm. you are highly likely to have issues. Oh, no. So if you imagine with our team, I mean, we are not 100% perfect without a doubt. However, all of my guys have been trained in health and safety and have passed an exam in health oh, and safety okay. before they're allowed out on the road and working at height so that we don't fall right. off ladders. So you got understanding how to make sure that you don't fall off the ladder, understanding yeah. when you're dealing with drills. Yes. And it's not the drill, it's all the junk that's going to come back. So I have safety glasses, masking, yep. et cetera, which means not only do you have to understand that stuff, but you have to understand how to use the tools. Yes, which is absolutely key. And make sure you've got the right ones. Oh man, and this is the other problem. So how how often when we're we're going to say, oh, we got to do this job, and you, you know, you go to your toolbox, and you've got you've got a drill, and you've got some drill bits, and do you really want to invest in some new equipment because you're only going to use it once for this little thing? It's a yeah, recipe. but I love all that. <laughs> a trip, well, there are a trip some... down to Speedex, or you know, wherever it may be, yeah. is kind of one of my favorite things. Yeah. And while I'm there, I will think about every job I could potentially have. Yeah. And the lovely thing is, the kids now are into coming with me. Oh, nice. Oh, it is. It's absolutely incredible. And what they do is I, I write my, shop, my shopping list beforehand, give it to the kids so they get all the things that we actually need, yeah. which is fantastic. There's a little tip for you. If you're in a, a, a store where you're um, totally safe, so, you know, I know there is other environments in the world that aren't as safe as Dubai, so this is a Dubai-specific thing in a way, but to give your kids... A shopping list like that for not not just food items, but for uh, for for items for um, DIY tools and, and bits and pieces, and to then explain to them without going there and showing them what that tool is, and what it's for, and what it looks like, to then send them off to go and get it is a fantastic game because 
is real empowerment for them and they're going to get it wrong so they're going to have disappointment <laughs> as well to deal with and their their knowledge level goes through the roof whenever yeah. i do it i notice so now that's how we work and it means for me i get the free time to look at everything else that i'd really really enjoy looking yeah. at how and how what's what's their success rate with coming back to how many trips do oh they? no no we do brilliant they're at least 20 percent accurate okay that's good so that i mean it's <laughs> five good. trips for one item yeah it's great. so, so it's, them busy but they're learning yeah. they're learning oh, each time. time oh a little bit longer oh because it's going to do this so you've, you've got the question yes. about, oh it's this type type wall you need this thing this is going to be too small so what do we need yeah. oh i need a bigger one okay so they go back exactly oh. And it's really, really great from a uh, from a family perspective to uh, to go through that. So you need to be honest with yourself about can I actually do this? In the subset of being honest with yourself, understanding what using some of these different pieces of equipment, these tools yeah. will entail. But then also the safety aspect is massive. You know, back in the day, in the eighties, when I was doing it with my dad, yeah. I've got to say, health and safety wasn't even a, a, a phrase. Yeah. It wasn't something that we did. I mean, literally, I can remember coming back from the DIY store in probably, you know, 85 when I was 10 years old with the um, the tail of the car open with me hanging on to four bits of uh, wood lying horizontal because there was no seats left for yeah, space. Yeah. And that was normal. Yeah. And, and now, can you imagine? He, yeah. he, I'd have been taken away. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whole different world. But there's a reason for that. Yeah. Because it was absolutely stupid. And it's, it's people, not so much today, but in the past where they're, you know, tying things on the yes. roofs of their car without a po- proper roof rack and yeah, think about it from this kind of work <laughs> lying on stuff. and the basics yeah. the basics of let's imagine that the absolute minimum um ppe um so personal protective equipment that you need to do basic diy okay please number one goggles it, not even all you know specs because at the end of the day, your eyes are so critical and it is really high risk on most of the jobs that something could go in your eyes. And, and even, if it's just permanent. A, even if it's just a little a little bit of sawing or a little bit of drilling, I'm just going to have to do one or two little... Absolutely. Goggles. Yeah, you, always. It, that one little chance when a little neural of something is going to yeah. hit your eye, and it will, if you're unlucky and there's always a chance, you see the stuff that flies in our face, why take the chance? Yes. I think a lot of people underestimate PPE. It took, it took me a long while to get our team to fully understand that I'm not joking, that it is a major issue if they are not wearing the correct PPE. And um, it was, it, it's taken a long time. And now it is a disciplinary offence if we find out that you haven't been wearing stuff to keep yourself safe. It's me explaining to their family what went wrong, which I, I would just don't like at all. It, and it, it come, it, it, the PPE is, is such a wide spectrum. If you're dealing with paints and solvents yeah. and stuff... I'm always surprised at the number of people who are barehanded working yeah. with these things. And I, and all I keep thinking is, you know, your, your fingernails, you've got solvents, you've yeah. got who knows what chemicals are in the paint. Oh, it's waterproof. It's going to wash off. What's in that paint? It yeah. does. It, would you drink it? No. <laughs> you know what? This is a problem. Yeah. Yet people are barehanded. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just ludicrous, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Completely agree. Um, next one time. Oh man. Isn't that an absolute classic time? I think we, I think, People grossly underestimate time. Do you know, we found this. Here is, here's a classic and, and on how people you underestimate You know why they time. underestimate? Because they watch everything on YouTube. And those guys who are doing it are professionals and doing it fast. Yeah, because they know you won't watch yeah. unless it's a four-minute video. It didn't <laughs> exactly. take four minutes. Here's a classic which will tell you how Dubai thinks about uh, the amount of time that they have available to do jobs. This is now probably about 12 years ago. 
that we got approached by the largest DIY store in town. I bet you can guess who that uh-huh. is. And they said, look, we desperately want you guys to uh, to come set up a, um, a booth. We'll finance it. Like, Gee, where's they going to finance it? And, um, and we want you to be there so that when our customers buy the, uh, the items from us, they can then come to you to get it all fitted. And we're thinking about it. So we thought, oh, that's a genius idea. Really, really good idea. And we'll give you six months for your charge. Like, okay. Yeah, we'll, we're in for that. Employed a couple of people to, to basically man the stand on the, on the opening hours for the store. And we got hardly anything. Really? Because at the time, and we were kind of going through this going, why has this failed? What is this? Yeah. And the reality is, for all the people that were buying from, um, from this particular store, at the time when you buy and you are laying out your own money, you genuinely think that you have the time and the ability to yeah. do the work required with the items that you've bought. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the reality is that's going to end up stuck in the garage for 8 to 12 months in many instances, and it's not going to get done whatsoever. Yeah. And that may basically meant that from our perspective, we were at the wrong time. They need to go through the whole pain of, I've got it at home, actually, I'm really not capable of this. I don't have the time <laughs> to do this. And I much prefer to spend that time with my kids rather than doing this. You know what, I, I, there's, a, there's a variation of that that Home Depot does where they have experts on hand who, and they do, they do little tile demonstrations or plumbing demonstrations or electrical demonstrations, and they've got experts on hand who you can talk to. Yeah. And part of the reason is you and I go in, okay, maybe not you but me, we go in and we're going to do some work, and we're at exactly at that point. We buy everything. I can do it. And then you start asking a couple of questions because you don't trust YouTube. And you start to realize, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and hold on a second. How long is it actually going to take? Well, if this is in, in this condition. And you start to realize, oh, I need to get a professional in. Mm. And I, I think that becomes an interesting thing that they do. Yes. Or if you're going to, you don't mind taking three or four weekends to do something that a professional could do in one, one, one go, yeah. at least you know what you're in for. Oh, absolutely. But that's, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. So that, that whole, the whole kind of time of things is, is quite something. So then the worst nightmare, uh-huh. actually I've had this myself, which is the worst nightmare is when you then go to start the works oh, no. and you're partway through, oh, yeah. something goes wrong and it becomes much bigger than you originally intended. We rent this Airbnb in Toronto. Mm. And we're going back to this Airbnb yeah, in I Toronto. Remember. And this... This one is, it's sweet. It's beautiful. It's probably a 75-year-old row house, instead of row houses. It, it, and they're on an angle. And <laughs> we're in the backyard. And I just, it's got a little backyard. And the big selling point for me, by the way, why we stay there, it has a, a full-size King Broil barbecue. Because if I'm going to an Airbnb and I'm going to be in, say, Toronto, I'm going to need, need a barbecue. Nice. I need and and I remember sitting in the in this barbecue underneath the gazebo and there's there's a, an overhang of the house and I'm looking because it's on a little bit of an angle so obviously mm. there's something going on and I'm looking at the siding and I'm going I can see where some of the siding starting to come out because there's a little bit of rot yes and I'm looking at and this is so you're gonna see how this fits in is it might be easy to say in your mind, oh, I'm just going to pull off a little bit of siding. I'm just going to replace that board. No. But I know for a fact. That when Don't they, touch it. Exactly. When they take off that board, the whole side of the house is going to yeah. have to be fixed. And this is the problem we run into. 
I had the same thing in, God, this is going right the way back. So in 2010, when we lived in, uh, when we lived in uh, the other side of the Arabian Ranch, is in Al Reem, huh. Natalie asked me to do a highlight wall Uh-oh. on the back wall of the lounge. Oh, no. And as I was kind of doing the, I'd, I'd kind of done the edges, so I was committed. I then, th- I was looking down the wall, and was, uh, the reflection was there from the sunlight on it. I could see this massive bulge in it. Oh, no. I was like, they've done a really bad job of that jointing. And so I gave it a tap. <laughs> oh, no. And then it had a hollow noise. I'm like, I can't live with that. I really can't live with that. Next thing you know, I've literally stripped out. I reckon it was probably like 50, 60 centimetres floor to ceiling. Yikes. And it was. It was totally delaminated. Oh, no. And a total, a total cluster. It yeah. really was. So at that point, I'd gone from what I could have got done in, I think, three hours. And I finally finished it at the end of that weekend, having started at 8 o'clock on the, well, in those days, on the Friday. And uh, it was, I mean, don't get me wrong, by the time I finished it, it was right. And yeah, it was absolutely bang on for the next person because we left four months later. Oh, I know, ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? And, and, and Natalie, what was her reaction the whole time that you're working on this? Oh, I can just imagine. Why did you even <laughs> touch it? It was perfectly okay until you were involved. Yeah, very odd, that, isn't it? Common theme and all that. Jeez. She's just chilled out at the moment. I'm, oh, I'm finding it very nice. disconcerting very nice no but it means something else is about either about to happen or already has happened i'm going to find out about later on okay it's very odd Mm. Mm. like really odd or it's just chilled out no (laughs) 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 what utter lunacy so So, this so this is i getting back on track sorry yes stories are always the best part (laughs) this is this is a real issue in that, A, are you capable? B, have you thought about all the things that you need to do? C, have you got the right equipment? Yeah. And and once you start playing, working on whatever it is you're going to do, are you prepared for the other things that are going to come about? Because they will come about. Yes. And that poses, again, another big problem. Do you guys, with your DIY service, if I've bodged it all up and I realize that, oh, man, I the could I get you to come in? I can stand back and you'll take it over and unbodge it for me? Uh, yes, on yeah. the whole. But the other side of that is, as you well know, we stick to what we're good at. Right. So if, for instance, you've thrown in some civil works into that, imagine that you've, you've retiled or something like that that's outside of our scope. We will say straight, okay. this is not the job for us. We have to be, before we go into a job, because again, scope is key, and whether or not it is within your capabilities, it's exactly the same as a company as it is as an individual. And I think that that speaks volumes. When you're doing those repairs, when you're doing those things, be honest with yourself what you can do. Think about all of the possible things that can go wrong when you've got a bulge yeah. in the wall. It's like, okay, am I prepared to fill that? Am I prepared to wait? Am I pre- And do I have the skill to do that? Because drywall... And doing cement work is a whole other thing as oh, yeah. opposed to just, you know, throwing in some some uh, nails or, or you know, some something to hold your, your photos up. I've yeah. got to do, do a whole drywall op- operation. I'm not a drywaller. Try, try doing it with liquid cement. Oh, no. Which is literally where I was on that one. Oh, man. And again, actually, on that one, I'd never done it before. Okay. So but, you learned. Oh, I learned quickly, very, very quickly. And the end result was, I think, as good as a professional could do. But again, it, it's that 
uh, investment and the the you know another aspect is confidence which i hope yeah i'm thinking about what we've been saying so far it's been very much oh don't try this don't try that there's another aspect which is do try it but you make sure that you go in with your eyes wide open. Yeah. That's really where I want to get to with um, this whole topic. And I think watching the YouTube videos can help with that. Oh, absolutely. To yeah. give you an idea, okay, this is what it's going to look like. And I love the idea when you're doing some things, like doing a little bit of drywall, working with liquid cement, and you're watching the things, you're doing it, and then you go back and say, okay, hold on, so let me take a look. Oh, yeah, I see. Because often yeah. those videos will, will mention, remember not to do this, because if you do this, this is going to happen. Yeah. Confidence, having some confidence. Mm, yeah. It really is. But I really do want people to, to take that leap. You know, there's a, a, there isn't a, a major DIY <laughs> culture here. Like there is the UK DIY culture is oh, massive. Canada as well. Canada, yeah. the US. But here, people seem to be either a little bit scared, but also they are working darn hard here, aren't they? Someone is just sitting right now going, hold on a second. You're frightening me off doing DIY. And now you're telling me, but go do it. I know. I suddenly thought we've gone a little bit too far in that direction. So I was trying to pull it back subtly, James, until you made the point. Oh, but I, man. But, but I, it would be nice if we, we did have a little bit more DIY culture. And that's one thing where I love these jobbers that are around the neighborhood because those guys have confidence. No, James, <laughs> they don't have confidence. They have confidence. They, they think they can do everything. And even if they don't know what they're doing. They don't think that. What they think is, this is somebody that's prepared to pay me and they'll never find me again, which is the whole point. So in I go, I'm going to get as much money up front as I possibly can. Oh, I need to, I need to buy materials, madam. Give me it all now. And, um, and then they will come. They will make an attempt. They'll make lots of noise. Noise is important because noise <laughs> makes people think. Noise and dust. That you actually <laughs> can do this. And then, oh, I'm sorry, madam. I need more materials. Ideally with more money. And then off they'll go. And you'd be amazed that person that was loitering around the neighborhood. Gone. And is no longer there anymore. Yeah. And we get lots of that. Mm. Lots and lots of that. Mm. Where we walk in and the pictures come through on our, our, our team messages. And it's like, a, ooh. And you can imagine at that posi- in that position where they've already laid out once, it is they are brutally offended that they are having to pay us to fix the previous issues. And I totally get it but it's kind of not our fault. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's the, that's, those are the ones that we really hate doing because we know at that point they don't feel as though the job was good value even though we couldn't have done anything better. They are just offended and offended by our industry, which is not good for us either. No, that, and that's the problem because you do have those jobbers, those jacks of all trades, those people who claim to be handymans and they, they just make the legitimate business people and the businesses look bad. Yeah, it does. It, it's it's really offensive, I've got to say, that um, that there isn't any regulation. And as a result, people just are not supported in the whole DIY world. You know, we don't have the trading standards here. Actually, we've got Dubai Consumer. Yeah, I but guess. Dubai Consumer is um, generally focused on product-based purchases and warranty claims and that kind of thing. And... I'm not so sure that they are quite as strong in services as um, as they are within products. The the final item that's listed in this list that I pulled together is one that I never thought about. But when you're going to do some repairs, you're going to do some changes, how is that going to impact on your insurance for your place? Yep. What if 
something that you're working on connects to something else. Maybe you're doing some piping work, you're doing some work with a, a tank, you're doing some work with, I don't know, your AC. And by you going in and thinking, oh, I can do this. I've watched the guy do it a million times. I can do this. By you going in and doing a little bit of installation of something, you void warranties. Well, you can take it a step further than that, oh, I love which this. is uh, the normal one. And we get this probably, actually, it's not, well, yeah, no, it is the normal one. It's about once a month, which is the panicked phone call of, I was only putting a picture up, and now I've got a fountain coming out my wall. Oh, man. Once a month, we'll get that one. And the reality of that is, uh, unlike in the UK, where it would be copper pipe, and uh, you can almost track where it is uh, with, with various equipment, here, with it being... Actually, it's mainly nylon in a wall, but anyway, plastic-based. You can't do that. So the way that we would do it is we find point A, which is uh, in the ceiling where that exposed pipe is. We find point B, which is the angle valve, which is there. And we assume a straight line plus 50 centimeters either side. That's, that. that's that's good. Yeah, well, that, that's well, it's not good if you're a, um, a customer. And the normal one where that causes a problem is a shelf above a washing machine oh. in the little cupboard there because that's lost space. So of yeah. course you want a yeah. um, uh, shelf it. Well, from our perspective, we're not drilling in that back wall. There is yeah. way too many pipes in there for our liking. They're very rarely straight. Yes, and um, <laughs> and that has caught us out over the years. But we can if we hit a pipe ourselves and we do that i reckon every once every two years that we'll hit a pipe it's a total random when that happens and it is we have the process to a t where we can get the water off within normally 15 to 20 seconds we will have a team that is ready to go and will be on site within an hour maximum we will have the main fabrication work done which is the fixing of the pipe, we have specific connectors that we keep in stock just in case that would happen. And uh, so we'll, we'll get that fixed in. So we've got to chip out the wall first, then put that in. Then we need to cement it. And that's as much as you can get done in one day. Then we come back day two to, uh, to put a finishing uh, plaster on it. And then we will paint it by the end of that second day. So it's as if nothing's happened within, normally we can do it within 24 hours because that's just a terrible situation. But and So for you, it happens once every two years. Once every Pe- two years. You get calls once a month for people who have done that. Yeah. And then, so how many of these things are happening on a regular basis that just go unnoticed? <laughs> well, I think you notice a fountain you notice there. But or, or unless the, the jobber has tried to disguise it. And, well, the botch, uh, bodge, yeah. just to let you know for a jobber how they do that, is most rooms um, have isolation valves in the roof where they can isolate the water to just that room. Well, in that situation, if you turn that off and then just put a little bit of filler over the hole that you've created, then you can show, madam, oh, yes, look, all done perfectly. Take my money, off I go, never to be seen again. That night, you go to brush your teeth and you've got no water. Turn on the tap. Boom. Exactly, boom, (sighs) and we're out of there. And that is the bodge that they will do. And a new SIM card to put in that phone and you cannot find it. Oh, them. absolutely. Oh, and man. Burn the phone. It's wonderful. So, yes, our wonderful industry has uh, some yeah. real, real crooks at the lower end. I, I, I want to go back, though, to the 
the not so dangerous side, just thinking mm. about what the implications are of what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. The implications and also uh, if you're renting. Just well, that's the other think, side. If you're renting, it's a whole other thing. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't think people think about that. No, you wouldn't. I, I don't think ever about that. Yeah. I, and I, I, I totally get that. But then at the same time, you've got a liability to a landlord who is going to charge you if you created um, issues, especially in this market when they want you out anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, bear that in mind without a doubt. But equally, if you are up for it and you are being realistic and you've gone through a sensible process to get there, go for it. Yeah. So as we're, as we're looking at that, you've gone through that whole, whole process. If you're now thinking, okay, I am ready to start doing some of these jobs on my own. And that's what we want people to do anyway. Absolutely. Try stuff. Go out and get a look. You now need to make sure you've got your basic tools. Yes. And some basic things. Yeah. And that means you got to go to the hardware store. you got to go to the big box store. you got to go get yourself sorted. I, I mean, maybe do an inventory of your own tools. And I've got some great stuff that I've not, for whatever reason, I was, the other day I, I needed a, uh, and an exacto knife. I was changing some ceiling tiles, which now I an exacto knife. What's an exacto uh, knife? Maybe a utility knife. Oh, okay. Uh, like a, a Stanley blade. Yeah, like yeah, a Stanley blade. There yeah, we okay. Go. And and I had one, and it kind of it went all. Who knows what went wrong with it? You know, just yeah. And so then I'm digging around in my collection of tool stuff, and I find oh. Hold on, I've got replacements yeah. that I didn't even know I had. See, they do fail. So I have yeah. both. I've got a Stanley knife, which is um, so a metal cased yeah. uh, knife, which uh, which goes in and out, and with the replacement blades that you have. And I normally try and keep like four to five disposables. I like the disposables. It, me too. But also with multiple um, uh, replacements blades inside right. them as well. So you actually have the potential to be able to. Uh, to, to reuse yeah. those as well. But also, they come in two varieties of those, the all-plastic ones or the ones which have the metal on the end. Get the metal, metal. on the end, people, <laughs> because otherwise it will break the plastic case over time because here with our heat, it will get brittle, and yeah. then you might as well have just thrown it in the bin before you start it. Get the replacement blades as well when you get these Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Keep them on hand. So you've got a, yeah. a nice supply. Because, look, you're going to be doing something, some DIY. You're going to go through blades. And it, it's two dirhams for that pack. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, it, just do it properly. Straight please. edge. Uh, yeah, straight edge. The, the number of times yeah. I've done something and I've realized whether it's with a nice metal a meter stick or something, yeah. but the number of times I do things and I realize people don't have those mm. and they're, oh, I got to go find a piece of wood or whatever or something. It's like, yeah. you need a straight edge. Yes. This is like a common piece of kit. Yeah. Our, our guys are, they, they keep three. They want a short, short, medium, yeah. long. Yeah. And that way, depending on the job, we've always got what we need. A, a, a flashlight? Yeah. Other than just your phone. I mean, phones have taken over the world with that yeah, and everyone have. uses, but sometimes you need to have a, a, you know, a little bit more focused beam or something a little bit stronger. And it's nice to have a flashlight that you can look in and see what's going on. Well, the other problem with that is you're then one hand down. Yeah. So therefore that's think right. about a head torch as the next yeah, step. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, for that. All of our guys have those. And it means when they're going, because a, l- a lot of the work here is up in ceiling voids yeah. where you can't get light to it unless you, uh, unless you're really, pulling out lots of ceiling tiles, which yeah. comes with its own fun and games. <laughs> so, yes, again, it's this planning ahead that's that's really, really key it's, for this. And sometimes when you're dealing in the ceiling, the amount of dust. Oh, it's is, insane. But, I mean, I, if, every time I move ceiling tiles now, I put on a face mask, mm, right which so. I never used to do. Yeah. But I realized the other day I was moving a tile around. I don't know why. Yeah. And clearly this tile area had never been touched in 20 years because there was an inch of dust up there. But that is actually a standard thing. If you imagine when you start 
touching those ceiling void areas. You have um, loose cabling that's up there. Oh, yeah. You have loose ceiling tiles that are up there. So as a, a, a professional from our perspective, we have a policy which you don't touch that. <laughs> you leave that as it is unless you have something that is so bad that we specifically need to do that as a process. At that point, the team needs to send me personally pictures of the entire area that they intend to clean, their method for cleaning it, and the express approval of the customer that if something goes wrong, they understand that that is a risk that needs to be paid yeah. for. But it is lethal up there. You have to be yeah. so careful with what you're doing. And, and it's as you just said, when you start dealing with false ceilings and you start going up into these things, the number of wires and stuff that are just lying there, they've got connectors and they might have been sealed, but they're just lying there. They, no, they normally don't have connectors. They have a rubbish bit of tape that some idiot oh, has yeah. just placed those over two, them those two. 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah. That gets me mad. Oh, you want to really get through to me? That's what gets me mad because it's dangerous and it can hurt yeah. people. Well, when I see some of those connectors that haven't been covered yeah. and I see all the dust. If that's I'm a think, step on. I'm thinking, fire, I'm thinking fire hazard. If somebody <laughs> has used a connector, right, and they haven't covered it, they're a minor idiot, but they used the connector, which at least is giving you some element of uh, shielding. But sometimes you just get people who have just they just tape them it. together. Just oh. pure tape, nothing else. And that is the traditional way in some of the subcontinental locations. Um, for us, that's a disciplinary. I will anybody yeah. if I find out that our technicians have done that, then that would be a disciplinary. And luckily, I haven't had one of those in over a decade. That's nice. Yeah, well, it's just a requirement, you know. Yeah. yeah. So again, that's part of that electrical safety training that we do for yeah. every employee. Even though most of them will not work on electrics, they need to understand right from wrong and also is part of the safety that we have for them. Having appropriate tape, you know, having, oh, yeah. some, having a, a legitimate electrical tape, having, you know, that's that to me is, is a must. Yeah, but tape looks like tape looks like tape, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. <clears throat> it's black. Like, it's yeah. got to be electrical tape. It's not. It's not no, insulated tape. It totally isn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, and, and again, if you get the rubbish, yeah. the, um, uh, you know, unfortunately, in this case, it is from China. Well, there's lots of good things in China, but yeah. um, insulation tape is not one of them. So um, you, you really do need to to make sure you're buying something decent. Making sure that you've got your, you know, a range of screwdrivers. I don't know how often I'm, I'm going in and I need a star-shaped and, you know, there's four or five different sizes that are being used around my villa. Yeah. Making sure that you have four or five different sizes of screwdrivers so that you can buy sets, buy whether a set, it's yeah. screwdrivers, yeah. whether it is Allen keys, whether oh. it's star drives, uh, whether have socket set. Oh, the socket set, set too. Again, yeah. have <laughs> the number of times you need something and it's just that one thing. And then, oh, I, I can make do with this. Yeah. And you wreck your connector. I have, I, I literally have what, five sets now. And they are all available because I know at some point when I need the 10 mil, I'm going to have lost it. So in which case, I need another four 10 mils that are available in different sets to, to cover me. You know, so yeah, for me, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like a bit of a standard. If you are going to do it, then do it yeah. and do it properly. You, and, There's nothing and, more frustrating than well, just it, not the one that you we need. You need to have the basic tools if you're going to do some DIY. Yeah, and you don't have to go to five sets, let's be honest. No. But, but to, to get one set if you are... Um, somebody who's very careful with what yeah. they have, or two, if you're not like me, is um, is sensible. Yeah, I, I think ultimately have something to, and this sounds silly, but something to organize 
your tools and things in. If you're going to start doing some DIY, A, you've got to have a little bit of a tool collection. You should have basic tools anyway yeah. in a home because you're going to do stuff or a rental unit. Somewhere to organize it, not just thrown into a drawer. You need you need a toolbox of some sort so you know where things are. You know, I much prefer a tool a tool Bag, drawer. Tool yeah, drawer. And like okay. a, I've got, I don't know, a couple of, couple of six, seven drawer um, units. Like, like Stanley units. So, like, like yeah, they're mine are from another. Actually, okay. I bought mine secondhand off a guy, um, a guy on the British Dads, and it's just, they're just brilliant. But um, if you want to go cheap but decent, Dragon Mart, JZX is Ooh. the brand, oh, okay. and they are decent. Green, bright green, yeah, and um, and they work. They do the job, um, and they're right by one of the entrances around the backside. Well, when you think of that that method, think of a, a mechanic. Think of Glenn and and uh, DJ yeah. over there at, at PowerWorks, and all your tools are laid out in the drawers. So if you need a you know a three quarter inch wrench, you you've got your Imperial on one shelf, you've got your metric on the other yep. shelf, you've got them lined up, you look in, you've got it, as opposed to, A, having them just scattered, or B, having them in a toolbox, which is great, but my toolbox is a mess. Yes, because... I've got two messy toolboxes that <laughs> offer bits that do yeah. not fit into, into some of the classification in the drawers, and that's fair enough. But every time I go into my toolbox to get something that I need, inevitably 15, 20 items come out. I find the one that's on the bottom every time. Yeah. Then go and do what I need to do, then put everything back in and go, oh, I need to get something better than this, mm. which I never do. Yeah, there is that. You know, it's all par, par for the course, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. R- having something with your DIY kit so that you can mark stuff. So a measuring tape and a marking tool, a pencil, yeah. whatever, that becomes really important as well. Because yeah, absolutely. How many you need t- accuracy. Accuracy, yes. There's nothing worse. <laughs> than you know, the classic for that is when you have a large picture where you need two uh, uh, two attachment points on the back. Oh, yeah. And it's so big. Yeah. And you've got it out by, like, even even you can spot, like, four mil. Yeah. And it's just that angle that yeah. you is a real struggle. And yeah. then at that point, you realize there's not <laughs> enough play in the wire behind to actually offset it. And you're in a whole world of pain of how you get that back. Yeah. It's just really there's painful. There's no recovery from that. No. Well, actually, there is. <laughs> there is. There but is, but it's painful. Yeah. You can either have to move one of the loops on the yeah. back of it or or alternatively re-drill, but you've only got to re-drill it in a different location on both sides, which gives you the same risk you had the first time. So it's just the, there isn't an easy solution there, so just get yeah. it right first time. Do, do you think getting yourself set up so that you've got the basics is an expensive oper- is, is an expensive situation for yes. us yes yes <laughs> that's the difficulty because here there is uh, there are certain items that are cheap and good yeah and there's lots of items that are cheap and absolute garbage they won't even get you through your first job and as a result you, you if you don't know what you're looking at you yeah. have to go with a known brand right because otherwise you are going to waste a lot of money it's, yeah. it's as simple as that so therefore yeah, it's not cheap, and it is an investment, and and that's what a lot of people here, especially those that are are kind of semi transient and are going to be here for a couple of years, then that investment, and then to ship it all back to wherever they're going next, yeah. is not something that they want to do. And you know what? I'm really happy about that because that kind of really helps a whole division for us to have um, to have customers. Yeah. So th- that's a real good thing. But there are also those people that that want to do it themselves, and I, I really like to see that too. Yeah. 
I think we, I think we've given, we've given people a little bit of a taste of what they need to be thinking about as they dive into their DIY season. And I don't think we really went that off topic about from one quick one. So no. that's, that's not bad for us. I do have a question though. Oh, go on. So this has got nothing to do with DIY. This has got to do with, it's just, it's the time of year when people might be thinking they, you know, they've got some youth who might want to be acquiring their first car. Oh, here we go. That's a proper subject. So, now. so and and this one of these is is my son is is in this this realm and he's he's looking around and he's seeing things and uh you know he's he's really looking at small basic you know Hyundai accent kind yep. of size and he keeps sending me things yes and saying what do you think of this what do you think of that mm. and you know and obviously I get Glenn involved and he's talking to his own friends and we've we've had a Hyundai accent conversation yep because Basically, the Hyundai Accent's a grandma's car. Uh, you know, it's not pretty. It's, I mean, it's gotten nicer, but it's what it is. Yes. And I'm, I'm saying to him, I said, you know, that's a, that's that that you could do worse. And repair wise, that's a fairly easy car to repair. There's lots of them. They don't tend to break down too too much if you no nope, do things. Don't. And all his friends are saying, don't get the Hyundai. Don't go, go near a Hyundai. And so he actually sends me a message saying, Dad, you and Glenn are the only two people saying that a Hyundai is a, is a vehicle to think about. And we outlined why we said that. He's going, what do you think of the Nissan Micra? And I go, CVT gearbox? Glenn's response, yeah, I don't know if I'd go near a Micra. <laughs> no, absolutely. The The Nissan CVT is is notorious. Yeah. Without a doubt. And that goes all the way up the range, right through through to the Pathfinder, oh. uh, the X-Trail as well. They've got the same horrific CVT. In fact, avoid CVT is a whole concept, Yeah, so, especially Nissan ones. So I've been telling them that. It's like, dude, you got to be thinking the repairs. I think that's going to cost you. And he, is he determined to go for an automatic? I know that they're much more prevalent over in North he, America. No, no, I don't think he's determined, but he's okay. he's just looking at what's available, and and he's he's caught in the kind of caught in the used car trap. Yeah, because there's not a lot of used cars for okay. sale. I mean, there are, but this is a simple scenario. Okay, when you are going for a used car at the lower end of the market, ignore looks. It means nothing, absolutely nothing. Go for something that is known to be reliable, without a doubt, in this market. Hyundai is a great bet. They do blow engines, um, but equally, Hyundai Accent is a phenomenal car. I sold one for a friend of mine about, oh, must be a year ago now. Wow. In, oh, snot green. It's a horrific color, but oh, that was that's wine. a beautiful color. Oh, no, it's a metallic <laughs> snot green. And uh, it was one of those where it, they got a huge discount because they couldn't sell it when it was new. <laughs> but the car was just astounding. Yeah. And, and, I get in getting cars, and I love older cars anyway, yeah. as you well know. And I get in cars, and every squeak, and I, I, I'm listening for everything that's in a car. Yeah. Probably, probably, yeah, but without the knowledge of Glenn. So very dangerous, but I, I love it. And that Hyundai, there was just silence. And this was oh, an eight-year-old car at the time. Absolute silence. And it just did everything as if it was brand new. And loved it. Absolutely loved it. So... Don't go for glamour. Go for something that, A, has a decent service history. Secondly, hasn't been smashed. This is something that people always miss, which is accident damaged cars, if you know where it was repaired and who repaired it, then and you're happy with the work that they do and you've seen their work, then fair enough. Otherwise, you're basically playing Russian roulette, and I'm not uh. a fan of it whatsoever. So 
I would stay away from accident cars unless you've got pictures of the accident and it's either so minor that it will have no structural effect on the car or alternatively, if you know who repaired it, which is highly unlikely. At that point, if you then look at your national reliability ratings, because it, it will be totally different here to in the UK, to in um, you know Northern, Northern America, then at that point, you, you can narrow it down so easily to what is the right kind of thing to be looking for. But people buy on emotion. And when you buy on emotion, you end up with something that's going to be totally unreliable, cause you a whole world of pain and lots of expense. Yeah. There was a Mitsubishi in the mix, just said, hey, what do you think of this? And one of the things instantly came to mind, rebuilt engine. And I went, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I said, unusual for a Mitsubishi. But again, that's a Mitsubishi here that may well be designed for heat rather than cold. And I kind of went, well, I don't know. If it's if it's the year that it is, which is, you know, 2017 or 18 or 19, it was one of those. And it had a, a rebuilt engine. It had a, I just went, yeah, I don't think so. No. As I, I don't, no. Yeah, I'd be exactly the same. So it's it's an ongoing conversation. That's good advice. Thank you very much. No, you're very yeah. welcome. As you know, I can talk cars twenty four seven. So whether it's cars, five. whether it's DIY, Colin Thomas is your man. At we will fix it in Essential Maintenance Dubai. <laughs> we got to wrap this up. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. If you want to, you want to find out more, you know where to find these guys. They're all over the socials. We will fix it Dubai. Essential Maintenance Dubai. Give them a shout. You know what? listen to the podcast you get lots of tips and then give them a call Colin thank you very much and we are coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai's epic podcast studio I'm James Bikeway once again he's Colin Thomas and we'll talk to you again real soon <laughs>